Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. G'day, and welcome back to the Farms Advice podcast, where we talk everything agribusiness. It's getting colder, so I thought I'd bring you an episode that will warm the heart. If you're able to get some value out of the episodes, please help the Farms Advice podcast and share them on your social media to improve the industry with key takeaways from leaders of the industry. So for this week's episode, we have Josie Clark, who has started up Ability Agriculture. Looking at the different avenues for those who have been involved in an accident or have an ability from birth. Let's get into it and see what she has done already and where it's going. It's an absolute cracker. G'day JC, thank you very much for coming on the Farms Vice podcast. How are you going today? Very good, thanks so much for having me today. <laughs> no, it's really good that you, I saw, came across your post on LinkedIn and thought it was amazing what you're doing and what you're creating for the farming community out there and for the people involved within the program. So can you just give us a bit of a background into Ability Agriculture, what it's all about, and also your upbringing, how you came about this? Yeah, sure thing. So Ability Agriculture at the moment is just an Instagram and Facebook group. And I'm basically just sharing the stories of people with disabilities or family members or even agribusinesses that, you know, want to share a story about how they've made agriculture a bit more inclusive for people with disabilities um, and even just sharing innovations, which I think is really important. And I guess I came up with this idea and it's because my dad had an accident when I was five years old and he became a paraplegic. So yeah, I'm from a beef cattle farm. So obviously working on the farm was a very big part of dad's life and you know, getting back to like getting him to be able to work on the farm again was something that, you know, can give him independence and things like that. So, yeah. um, you know, we've come across a few different things. So dad has a, a buggy that just has hand controls and things like that. But 
you know, I guess I kind of learned that, you know, even though my dad can't walk, it doesn't mean he can't do certain things. So dad still taught me how to drive. I still get his fat bum up in the tractor and do a bit of sewing and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's just really important to share those stories and create that community and create a voice in agriculture for people with disabilities because it just, you know, kind of really isn't existent. Um, and I think that's the thing is sharing positive stories about people with disabilities and making the agriculture industry a bit more inclusive I think that's really important. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's amazing. Like your dad's still out there and getting into it and doing the sewing in the tractor. I imagine everyone that has been in an accident, uh, like they're biting at the bit to get back into agriculture and farming to know, to get back into what they know best, what they love doing. And I imagine that's the same for your dad. That's why you're helping him into the tractor to get sewing and whatnot back home. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the thing is, um, like I've said before, is that, you know, when someone has a massive accident and becomes disabled and it's often told to them, you know what, maybe you should, you know, throw it all away or retrain for a desk job and stuff like that. And there really isn't that kind of um, support to be like, you know what, you let's try and find a way for you to keep on farming or keep on being involved in agriculture. And I think that's you know something that's so important for someone um to be able to gain back their independence and still do what they love and you know challenge those type of perceptions that you know just because someone has a disability doesn't mean they're not capable of working in agriculture or doing those things and I think you know it's not just for people with physical disabilities it's also for intellectual disabilities and things like that um you know I think there's some great programs that are kind of out there already so Sunpork has an autism and agriculture program um, where they employ people with autism and they've just adjusted the recruitment process and things like that. But yeah, I think that's a really important point to push is that, you know, just because someone has a disability doesn't mean, you know, they can't do, do a job. And I guess that's the thing. I haven't personally had that experience of being qualified, um, but not getting a job just because I have a disability, which I think is kind of a hidden aspect of it, but it is out there. So, yeah. Especially like, people like your father they carry so much knowledge into that for the industry to lose like what your father knows about the land he's been working that would be huge hole left for someone to fill like on your family farm uh, and for someone else to come up into that role as well yeah yeah for sure I think that's the thing is that um, you know there's always these skills that your parents pass on to you and you know, it's, it's great to like still get them involved and, you know, it might just be modified or, you know, trying to do things for their capabilities and things like that. But it's such an important resource, um, you know, to be able to pass on that advice. And, you know, that's the thing, like dad's been able to teach me a lot of things, me and my brothers. So, you know, um, you know, I say, why not? Like, <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So passing on that good farms advice is really key to keeping it all together with your story, it's like the structure had been broken um, and with Ability Agriculture allowing him to get back into the field, into the paddock, as it may be, how how have you adapted your farm, say, like getting him up into the tractor? Is there something yeah. there to help you? So for, well, I just pure strength, yep. really, obviously. Um, but um, for us personally, we haven't, you know, yeah, you could, there's been a few stories where people have made their own hoist, so a little hoist system on the side of the tractor to help them get in. Um, and obviously, you know, tractors are pretty easy to drive these days. So, 
you don't need too much of the um, footwork involved. But um, yeah, I think that's the thing is with Ability Agriculture is that we're getting people sharing these little innovations, if they're little hoists and things like that to still be able to use the machinery and things like that. So, um, which is great to hear. So, and if that's the thing, if someone has thought, oh, maybe I, I can't get in the tractor in the first place, I don't want to burden someone. Well, they can see that other people have made hoists and things like this to get in the tractor and maybe they could try that out. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think like, taking your father would think it's a burden on others to be helping him out, but the relief for him to actually have a tool that helped him without you guys helping him so much, we'd actually take some weight off his shoulders knowing that you guys are a bit more free as well. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the thing. It's like definitely, um, I guess for people with disabilities is that they, you know, you need to gain back that independence and, you know, that's the biggest thing, for me with dad is that dad's a normal person for me and he's full, fully capable of doing all these things. He'll, he changed, taught me how to change a tire and do everything. He's, you know, they can very, are very capable of doing that thing. And I guess that's something a barrier you could like maybe break down is that, um, you know, the difference between able-bodied and disabled farmers, you know, there might be some differences, but it doesn't mean that there should be these perceptions that like, being told oh no you can't do that mate like no don't don't even bother like you know yeah. there's still ways yeah. to work around it and it can be quite disheartening when you're told no you can't do something like it. if I'm told I can't do something when I know I'm capable of doing it you know it's quite disheartening so I think that's the thing you know you can work around it and still get something done and I think that's a you know from one of the um, people I've done a story on so far is that they've said you know you might not be able to do things as quick or as fast as what you used to but you can still get in and do it and I think that's a really important thing to kind of take as a message is that especially just for anyone you know you can get in and do something and like it might not be possible in the first place but you you can work around it and make it happen which is really important so yeah yeah of course and taking a step back like looking at the perception or the stigma around it have you come across I imagine you have but have you come across some challenges within the industry for like people think, saying no or yes he can do that you can't do that yeah, I think just like hearing from other people's stories is that, um, you know, there's people that have got ag degrees and are fully qualified for a job that just haven't got it. And it's not specifically said that it's because of a disability, but I think that's the thing. I think that a company might see that and say, well, we're not really equipped for it. But that's something that they could kind of look at and be like, okay, well, how can we make our business more inclusive to be able to be like, look, these people have the skills and how can we just adjust a few things to get these people employed and things like that? I think that's the thing. It's that it's that hidden kind of stigma around it. It's not obviously explicitly stated, um, but I think, you know, what it does exist. It's just, you know, obviously not being put in the thing. You didn't get the job because you have a disability. Um, yeah. So, Yeah. I think like it's 2021 now, the safety procedures of farms are starting to pick up. Everyone is a bit panicking, shit, I need to do this paperwork, get it all up to scratch. Yeah. So on farm for yourself, have you seen like it is starting to work for policies? Like we have the the um, the four-wheeler rollover cage. That's just like a little thing implemented. Yeah. Some don't like yeah, it, some do, but... Yeah, I think that's the thing, like, obviously, that, like, it's great progress having WHNS, you know, safety standards and stuff like that. Um, and that might prevent 
certain accidents and things like that from happening. But I think also, you know, the industry has changed so much, um, you know, from a physical workforce to a technological like driven yeah. workforce these days and that there are roles in agriculture now that people with a disability can get in and do um, because you're not so much relying on physical labor as much as what you know the industry used to and I think that's um, yeah that's something that someone's definitely mentioned to me is that you know there are tasks that um, you know are able to be done so yeah but yeah, obviously, definitely. yeah, safety and everything like that's really important. And, you know, working around that and creating better policies or, you know, even creating some sort of program to get that in place would, you know, that's just a stepping stone to making the industry more inclusive, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I think like times are changing of what sort of roles are available within agriculture. I think you can find any role in agriculture that relates to outside, just like starting a podcast and I just sit in front of the computer and talk to guests like yourself, which is amazing. But yeah. the ability agriculture could bring them into it, make it a more inclusive community and also give them the options out there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the thing, just creating a voice in the first place and, um, you know, getting, getting people to start a conversation and think about these things. So I just think, you know what, it's not really at the forefront of people's minds in the world of agriculture at the moment. Um, so I think that's the thing, just having these type of conversations and doing a podcast and realising that there is, you know, new, new roles in the industry that, you know, have the potential for someone with a disability to be a part of. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose, like, looking at it from the eyes of a manufacturer, like, to improving the way that you get into the tractor, out of the tractor, drafting sheep or whatever it may be. It needs to be through those who have experienced the accident um, and not the manufacturer just saying, yes, this is this ticks the box because they actually need yeah. to use it in the end, don't they? Yeah, for sure. I think that's like something that's really important. Um, and I think that's been a bit of a challenge is obviously trying to go to mainstream manufacturers and asking for these modifications. It's like some ridiculous price for something like that I think that's a thing that, that there's no you know specified maker that will be like yeah we'll have a go um but that's the thing I think you know creating these policies and creating these you know new modifications and stuff like that is having a person with a disability say yes this works and no that doesn't work is the most important part because you know I can't say oh I think this hoist would be suitable for someone that's a thing different um disabilities will require different types of you know modifications and stuff like that so it might suit one person but you might have to tweak it a little bit for the next person so yeah yeah so more of a tailored project for it isn't it so yeah for sure for ability agriculture is it linking up those within the community that have been in an accident to act as a support network if needed within agribusiness yeah, for sure. So like I have a discussion group where anyone can just post um, to ask for advice or just tell their story. And I've had some really good responses of people just sharing um, that, you know, they're so glad that they've found this page because they might be new to their disability and they might be feeling a bit, you know, um, you have a range of emotions, I guess, when you have a, you find out you've got a disability and things like that. So it's kind of been a good support for them to see you know, people doing things and still getting involved in the farm and, you know, not all the hope or not all hope is lost, which I think some people might yep. can be maybe in that mind frame. And it's good to show that there is a positive side and, it, you know, that there's all these things that you can do. So I think that's 
been a really positive thing and just having all those positive messages sent to me is just showing how much this initiative was kind of needed um, and that there is somewhere for people to share their stories and things like that it's just you know being able to relate to someone and find out that like yeah. oh I'm not yeah. alone is definitely just a you know a really good thing and um, so yeah I think that's a positive thing that's definitely come out of Ability Ag and which is what I kind of wanted to create was this type of community for people. Absolutely well I think you're doing a really good job, be it only on Facebook and Instagram at the moment. Happy to help you out with that further on. But for yourself, like that inspirational coming through must really help you drive the program, but also to create a community and make sure those guys have a bit of a structure. Guys and girls have a structure um, that they can rely on themselves. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I think... Yeah, for me, like it's definitely um, inspiring just, you know, getting to talk to people and have a chat to people and, um, you know, I guess, yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's been really good just sharing people's stories and being able to relate. And I think that's the thing for me, if someone can get something positive out of this page, um, I think I've, you know, I've done a good job. Um, obviously, in the future, I have a few more ambitions for ability agriculture, but just starting small and seeing how we go. And um, yeah, but it'd be great to, you know, get out and go to ag shows and have a stand and, you know, um, share a few things or just have like a modified vehicle at a, at a rural show or something like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes and hopefully... It'll be good. Yeah, the options there. I think it's going to be amazing. It's amazing what you're doing. How? What's the message platform that you were speaking about? How can someone access that? The to, oh yeah, so to access the Facebook group, you just type yep. in Ability Agriculture, um, and it's a public group, so you should be able to join. Um, and you can just post in the discussion there, um, where everyone's a, yeah, there's the members and stuff like that, and people can comment and respond. Um to that and then instagram is just for me to just share stories at the moment but yeah the facebook group is so that you can have those discussions and people can share their own stories and things like that which i think is really important and that's why i didn't really want to make it a page and just be me choosing people to share stories about i think it's important you know for people to share their own story and it's often quite hard for some people to share their stories as well so I think making a public group and seeing other people share their story can be inspiring to others um, as well. So I think that's why it was really important to make it just a discussion group and have that open conversation. So, yeah. yeah. Once you're in the group, just peeling off those layers, um, but like you're not putting it out to the world, you're sharing it with those that you, that you know have gone through a similar experience um, previously, a long time ago or just recently. I think that's a really good thing that you're doing with the backing of the Facebook group as well. It's really good. Yeah, I think that thing is opening it up to um, to everyone. So, you know, and it, that can be family members or even agribusinesses can, you know, log in and see the stories and, um, you know, maybe get some inspiration or say, you know what, hey, like maybe we could help this person out. I think that's really yeah. important is that, you know, being open for everyone to read and being inspired by, because that's the thing, there's have some amazing stories and, um, yeah, it really gives me inspiration just talking to everyone. And when I need that like weekly pep up when I'm halfway through yep. the week, it's always good to just have a read of one of them and remind myself, you know what, if they I'm can do it, fine. I can do it. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been amazing to see like what you're up to and whatnot, but how, how 
can we better support these within the community? Ability agriculture, how can we as agribusiness help those? Yeah, so I think just in general, um, you know, I think it starts with the conversation, obviously, but then looking at your business and thinking, okay, well, what roles could we do we have here that we could make um, available or, you know, just modify a little bit for, to make it accessible for people with disabilities? I think just creating those employment opportunities or just having that conversation and providing support and being really positive, I think, you know, really important. Um, and I think that's what some, you know, business models have done is just like in general as well, educating their staff as well on the disability. So it's not kind of a daunting thing to be like, oh, you know, um, how can we support this person? And not just the people saying we're going to employ someone, you know, how can we support them with their co-workers and stuff like that, being really positive about it as well. So yeah, I think that's the thing. I think there's definitely an initiative, some sort of initiative needed. And, you know, even if there is some type of project that is funded by the government or something like that to create a awareness or a training program for businesses to look at how they can make their business more inclusive would be really awesome. And I think that's the thing. It's not just for agribusinesses. I think it's just society in general and every type of business. I think that's, you know, it's starting to change, but, you know, um, businesses need that kind of help to be like oh well, okay how do we do it so yeah well i think even businesses need that option it's like oh, okay so they can this person can come into our workplace and fulfill this role um just as anyone able normally um so it's really good to educate the businesses but also those within the community i suppose like joining the group as yourself Josie, you're, you're part of the ripple effect of that accident to your father. So others in the community are looking for these support groups as well. Have you seen yeah, an uptake sure. in like the wider community uh, hopping into the group? Yeah, I have, but I've also seen that, you know, a lot of um, other people and groups have shared my posts to other groups um, especially I think it's ringers from the top end or something. I've seen them share a few yep. of my posts, which is great. And that just widens the audience in itself. So I think that's the thing is that obviously these stories are quite, you know, inspiring, but also, you know, very good. And and the fact that these people are sharing them has just been amazing. So I think that in itself is a way that it's, you know, getting to other communities is that people are sharing these stories, um, which is, yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah, definitely. Well, it hits close to home for a lot of people within agriculture. Unfortunately, we're prone to accidents out there, but hopefully with more safety procedures coming in, it will really help to reduce those. For, for Ability Agriculture, I think you've worded it really well. It gives a positive uptake to it. Not giving handouts, but giving a hand up, like helping them yeah. out however we can for that. It's really good. Yeah, so for sure. What's what's coming up for Ability Agriculture next? What's in the pipeline for Josie Clark? I think in the pipeline for Josie Clark is um, <laughs> trying to figure out um, to become a foundation or a non-for-profit and things like that. I want to do it the right way and figure out what's the best thing. Um, and then from there, create some sort of program and things like that. I definitely do want to make some sort of... Um, either scholarship program um, where I can maybe support some families with these modifications because obviously it's um, not particularly funded 
by the government too much with these modifications on farm because they're not in the typical criteria. Um, but just supporting families as well if they have kids that want to go to uni and things like that. I think, you know, my family was supported so much by people that, you know, didn't have to and it's just my way of giving back. So, you know, creating those programs and, you know, um, even maybe making, uh, sorry, getting involved in ag shows and even if I can't attend, you know, sending people to um, different types of ag events to just have a stand there so people can have a chat and just know that, um let's have this conversation and let's make agriculture more inclusive. I think that's definitely something I do want to achieve. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think what you're doing online is amazing, but having that face-to-face value at the ag shows or just your general local town shows um, would be a really good thing for people to pass by and go, oh, hey, I have a family friend that was in an accident. This would be a really good option for them. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the thing as well is trying to get to people that might not necessarily have Facebook or Instagram. I think it's really important as well. So yes, that's something for me to also look at is how do I be more inclusive to the wider community with this platform as well? Um, You know, so yeah, definitely. That's another one. What about the like people that aren't within agriculture? Your father was brought up in agriculture. What about the people that aren't like looking for options for them to come into agriculture? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's a really good point is that there might be people who have a disability who thought, you know what, this isn't even an option for me um, of just, you know, and I think that's a, you know, with the whole technological advancement and stuff like that, I think maybe that if there is these opportunities advertised or created by different agribusinesses and they say, oh, you know what, maybe I can do it. Maybe I can um, have a go at farming and doing something. I think that's the thing. It's that you know, people probably just don't even think it's an option. Um, but I think, you know, if that's what Ability Agriculture can show you that, you know, these people are getting out and doing some pretty amazing things. And yeah, I think it might be pretty inspiring for some people that might want to see change, especially from an office job or from the city and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, there's agribusinesses in the city that are really good, but they're even better in the regional areas and it's a lot cheaper to house um, and become a part of the community that you're working within, which is really important, isn't it? Yeah, for sure, definitely. Well, Josie, I think you've wrapped that up really well for Ability Ag. You're onto something really good to help out those in the community that are needing a helping hand, not a handout. Um, where can people find you online for Ability Ag? Yeah, so you can just find us um, at Ability Agriculture. If you just type that into Facebook, it should come up. And then also in Instagram, if you just search um, Ability Agriculture, the page will be there because there's no one else like me. So, um, yeah, so that's where you can find me at the moment. And then as things progress, I'll let you know. But, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'll have these links in the show notes so people can be directed towards there. That would be really good to give it a little boost. So, Are you working, this is, you're working a full-time role and working with Ability Agriculture trying to grow it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing a PhD full-time and I just do Ability Agriculture on the side. So yeah, no, no nothing. Yeah, just, just doing it. So yeah. Just quite modest about PhD. What's the PhD in? Um, I'm modifying chloride transporters to nitrate transporters in maize and barley. So increasing nitrogen use efficiency and then also giving them chloride tolerance. So, yeah. That's amazing. Well, I think we've got another podcast down the line there for you, Josie. 
Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to catch up again and see how it's all going with the PhD, but also with Ability Agriculture. It's great what you're doing. So thank you for coming on Farms Advice. No worries. Thanks so much for having me. We'll have to get in touch with a few of those in the community to get them on the podcast and see how Ability Agriculture is going and how the agribusinesses can better adopt their practices to fit them in. Thanks for listening to our 45th episode. We're flying along with myself, Jack Creswell, and Josie, thank you for joining us on this special episode. She modestly slides in after we talk about Ability Agriculture that she is doing a PhD in crop physiology and agronomy. Without the likes of Josie pushing the ad- adaptation of farming equipment and much more so that those that need it can return and continue working within agriculture all along the lines of passing on that much needed knowledge of the land that we work and continuing that on into the next generation. We can't pigeonhole someone into an office environment when they have the knowledge of working the land in their region. It's a great concept and I really look forward to seeing where it goes to improve the opportunities out there for those with an ability. Until next time, keep on farming. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.